I'm Kim Grinolds of Dogman.com at Husky Stadium post-practice on Tuesday. Chris Fetters and I had a chance to talk to some of the players and coaches. Had a chance to talk to Peyton Henry about his field goal late in the game against Cal. What's the longest field goal he's ever kicked? And uh, leg strength difference between this year and last year. Joel Whitford, him and some of the specialists from Hawaii painted a jail. Interesting story. You'll want to take a listen to that. Um, we had a chance to talk to Ryan Bowman, defensive lineman, on some of the tackling issues. Akaika Malloy is from Hawaii. A lot of connections on that Hawaii team with Akaika Malloy. Jimmy Lake, did it cross his mind to let Cal score towards the end of the game? Is youth and inexperience uh, an issue on this team? Lots of good stuff. A full 11 minutes from Jimmy Lake. Elijah Molden. His dad actually played back in the day against some of the run-and-shoot teams. Has his dad given him any advice, talked to him about that at all? Miles Bryant, Chase Garbers, the quarterback at Cal, talked a lot of smack during the game. What does that do when you have a quarterback talking smack to you during a game? That and more from the guys from Dogman.com. Give a listen. Trying to help the team now, you know, put the team on back and, you know, add some points, help our team. You know, get in position to win that game, and uh, you know it all starts with a snap and the hold. So shout out to AJ and Race for uh, you know putting me in position to make that field goal. Seems like your game's gone to a different level this year. What have you been focused on? Yeah, it's more more on the mental aspect. You know, just knowing what to expect this year, and you know focusing on how to be more mentally tough. You know, locking the situation, and just make the kick no matter what. I was out on the field, and you know, I was noticing which way the wind was going, and it was obvious that you guys would have the wind in the fourth quarter. Does that something that even goes through your mind during the game? Is which ways the wind's blowing? Um, yeah, sometimes, but you know, it doesn't really matter. Sometimes, you know, it's blowing hard, blowing sideways, but you know, just kick it straight and it should go in. So, not doesn't you know factor into what I do that much. With a 49-yard field goal, is that enter into your mind or Chris Peterson's mind of whether to attempt that field goal or not? Oh, I'm, I'm always ready no matter what, whenever I'm, whenever I'm called. So, you know, I'm happy they put their faith in me, and I'm happy that I connected on it. Your final kick, did it nick the upright? I don't even remember. I just remember going in, so that's all that matters. When, sorry, when you hit it, did you feel like right away off, off the, the tee that it was good? I mean, what was your, what was your instant, I guess, reaction to Yeah, it? no, I felt like I had a good hit on that one, you know, got into it pretty good. Felt like I struck it well, so, you know, went in, so I'm happy about that. And then the reaction, pretty epic fist pump and everything. What, yeah. What's going through you in the, in the moment, the adrenaline, I guess, in the, in the moments after that? Yeah, it's, I don't know, can, mind kind of goes blank. You don't really remember much, but, you know, just happy, you know, you make a big kick like that. And, yeah, just great feeling. When you when there's a two-and-a-half-hour delay, what do you have to do to keep your leg loose? Or, like, what, what's, I guess, the process for you? Yeah, you know, just sit, you know, just chill out in the locker room, hang out, not stay on your feet, rest the legs a little bit. Um, and then go back out and warm up once, you know, we're back out there because we got to get ready to kick again. So, you know, just in the locker room during that delay, just hanging out, not doing too much, just staying off our feet. You just mentioned you've been working on mental toughness. How do you work on that? What do you do to work on yeah, that? Yeah, you know, just visualization, you know, before games. Um, just knowing every kick that you're going to go into it, you know, you're going to make it. Um, just, you know, block out the noise and just do what you do. So what's your process in terms of visualization? Like, what do you actually do? You know, do your steps, uh, do a little dry run, dry kick, you know, just on air, um, just imagining the ball going in. You know, Coach Pete's big on visualization, so something we work on a lot. When you do that, do you imagine that it's two minutes left in the game and it's that kind of situation? Yeah, you always want to put yourself in a game situation, you know, game on the line, crowd yelling, all that type of stuff. So you want to 
make it as game-like as possible. So is it just, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to do some specifics and everything, but is this just you would say in the locker room before the game when you when you do this or kind of? Yeah, you know, the day before, night before, day of, you know, watching the games in the hotel room because we're there all day. Yeah. Um, watching those kicks, you know, imagining them, I mean, like you're in there at that position, so you got to just, you know, take those game reps mentally and visually too. Leg strength a year ago to compared to now, is it different? Um, you know, I'd say I'd take a, t- taking a step in the off season. so yeah, I'd say so. I mean, how much extra distance do you think you've gained over the past year? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was... I mean, I've always thought I've had a strong leg, so, you know, it's all about getting that chance to take that long kick and make it, so I'm glad we did. I've talked to kickers before, and they say if they go punt, it messes up their kicking motion. Kicking screws up their punting motion. Um, you're doing the field goals. Um, Tim is doing the kickoffs. Yeah. Does one impact the other? Is it a different? Is it no, a different just, swing? Know, um, yeah, you know, kind of different foot position, all that type of stuff. But you know, still same kind of leg swing. But you know, it's it's definitely nice just handling the, the field goals while he does the kickoffs. You know, it's just another you know thing I don't have to focus on. Just worry about the field goals. It's and making nice. the, making that kick. Does it impact confidence? Does it impact who you are? Um, you know, just. Every kick's the same, and I'm just going to go into every kick knowing I'm going to make it, no matter what it is, whatever the situation is. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, it definitely boosts the confidence, but, uh, you know, just move on to the next kick. Now you're going to make the next kick. That one's at 49. What if it was 55? Same kick, you know, same mentality going into it. 60? Same thing. It's never doesn't matter yardage or anything like that. Just go into it, you know, thinking you're going to make it. What's the longest you've ever made in practice? Live. Uh, live. High school, 64, but as we know, the, the T in high school you can use and all that type of stuff with wind, but yeah, that's, about, that's, that's the longest. If we went out today, just right now, could you do 60? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Joel Whitford. Uh, we've talked about this pipeline before, but uh, why so good from Australia, all the punters and kickers coming to the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, you know, as it's gone along and all the guys have been successful, they've just created this really good pipeline, and I think the key to it is... A lot of these coaches over here are really putting faith and trust in the coaches and the um, you know the academy over in Australia, and you know they're you know taking the risk and bringing guys over, and it's it's paying off more often than not. And so Hawaii's done that with uh, yeah they got two kickers there right now. Actually, they got three guys from the academy. They got a punter, a kicker, and then a sort of utility guy. So, option, Honolulu or Seattle? Lightning storms in Seattle. Wait, how come you didn't go to Hawaii and kick? <laughs> I think I've got a pretty good uh, a pretty good deal up here, so I would never complain about this for sure. Tell me about Saturday night. Uh, I've never seen anything like it, and I've been watching Husky football a long time. What did you guys do for two and a half hours to kind of bide your time and get back in football mode again? Yeah, well, I mean, for the first 45 minutes to an hour, we, we were sort of, everyone was padded, still ready, you know, thinking okay 30 minutes 30 minutes and kept dragging on and then we sort of got a bit of notification it might be an extra hour on top of the hour already had so then I think everyone was just sort of get trying to get off their feet and then once we got the call to go back out there everyone was bouncing off the wall. Is that difficult to do to get yourself in that game prep again or you know because the adrenaline's flowing you come out of that tunnel the first time and the fans are going after it but now you get part two. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it, it was interesting for sure. It was such a different... When I, when we came in for the actual halftime, it felt like 
I was like, well, hang on, we've already done this. But it was like, so it, it just felt like a really big half time. So we knew we had football to play and we sort of expected we were going to have to play. So I think mentally we were uh, prepared, but it's just, yeah, it's something, something a bit different. And, and uh, yeah. And it was an emotional roller coaster game, too. I mean, Peyton nails the longest one of his career, and you guys are ecstatic. Uh, and then the other guy does his thing with eight seconds to go. Tell me about the ending of the game. Yeah, I mean, we were super hyped for, for Peyton. You know, we, we knew he, he could have pulled it off, and it would have been a fairy tale finish, and it would have been a great time um, for everyone. But um, I guess it didn't work out that way. And so I'm, you know, more so looking forward to being able to see Peyton or one of the specialists really influence a game like that and be able to, you know, help our, help our team win again. I will, yeah. You averaged 50 on your two kicks against Eastern, and you only get to punt once on Saturday night. Uh, it, punters don't want to punt a lot, but uh, what's going well for you as far as your punting game? Yeah, I think this year's um, been a little bit different for me because I've, I think I've just really um, invested a lot of time in, you know, being making sure I feel comfortable back there because I sort of know I've got the, the leg strength and so then really sort of understanding the game, being able to read what rush they're giving. I think that's what um, I've had problems with in the past, thinking, well, are they going to bring it? Are they not? And rushing myself when maybe I had time. And so now I just think I'm a lot smarter and, in, and that's also helped me sort of settle down and be really relaxed and really calm back there. And I think that's a major key. And you get the same guy delivering your football you've had the last two years, AJ. He, he's reliable. He's money. Exactly. The less you hear his name, the better, because that means he's doing a great job. But uh, we always give him a shout out because he's he's been really good. And um, yeah, just you know having that relationship with him for the last two years, I know where it's going to be. Um, and then really having faith in my coverage and my blocking. And yeah, I just think uh, I just think it's sort of gone up from there. Architecture major, uh, classes start in a couple weeks. Uh, what are you taking to kind of fill it out? Uh, yeah, so I've got, I need to double check my classes, but I've got a <laughs> few, uh, you know, it's all it's all architecture classes from here on out. I just finished, um, we had sort of an engineering, um, structural engineering class, which was really interesting that we just finished. Um, but yeah, we've just got a major uh, project, which is based in, in Interbay, Interbay. Mm -hmm. um, and so... We're actually collaborating with landscape, real estate, and some other fields within um, the built environments to work with a bunch of students and be able to come up with a design, come up with a, um, a master plan, essentially, for a real job in Seattle, for a real project. So that's going to be really, that's going to be really interesting. Probably going to spend a lot of time on it, lose a bit of sleep, but uh, it's all part of the fun. Good luck to you Saturday night. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thanks, Thank Joel. You. Hey Joel, just real quick, the, Hawaii's got a couple specialists from yeah. Australia. Do you know them? I do. So, uh, so they've got they've got three. I actually know one of them really well. So there's Stan Gordian. Um, funny story with me and Stan. He was actually one of the first guys I met down there um, when I joined the academy, and he'd, he'd already been training for you know a good six months, and so um, got to know him really well. And anyway, the. Uh, you know, we got along really well, and I used to go up, stay with him when I went up to Melbourne, commuting from Geelong, and um, eventually we ended up, uh, we were working together at once. At one point, my my uncle had a job in the city, and he said, hey, do you want to work there? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he goes, do you have anyone in Melbourne that wants to work? And I said, yeah, Stan will come work, and we ended up spending about three or four months uh, working for a painting contractor in a jail, scraping paint off a wall. 
And so that was something that we did together, which was very, very interesting to say the least, but uh, um, very, very, yeah. Just, 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 just to get by. We just needed a bit of cash, and that was. Uh, but when you look back at those moments, Joel, and, and then you think about what all you guys are doing now, do you just feel like this whole kind of rugby style phenomenon? It's, it's just obviously just came at the right time for you guys, and it just seems to be kind of picking up its own momentum. Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, a lot of the sort of backstories of all these guys is something you know that a lot of us were aspiring to be professionals in Aussie rules, and and it just. It didn't pan out for whatever reasons in terms of, you know, people were overlooked or injuries and stuff like that. And it's just really cool to see people not give up on the dream of, you know, being able to play at a professional level or being able to play in front of a huge crowd like we get, like I get to here. And, you know, seeing them all come over here and be really successful, it's, it's, yeah, it's, super, it's super exciting and super cool for us to see. Thanks, Joel. Yeah, appreciate no it. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Got Ryan Bowen. Ryan, just tell me a little bit about um, just kind of the odd nature of what took place on Saturday. Have you ever experienced anything? Because I mean, I've covered a lot of football, high school, and yeah. college games here. I've never seen anything quite like that. Yeah, I mean, it was just it all came down to execution. You know, I mean, ninety percent of the time we were playing pretty solid defense, and then like right when it, the, the the moments that mattered most, you know, we just couldn't execute. We couldn't tackle, and it's just got to be more solid with the technique. You know, it's just thing. It's things that we can improve on, though. It's like it's not like big things where it's like, what are we gonna do? You know, these are all things that we can improve on daily so we got Tuesday down today and we we did a really good job in that aspect and we got uh, work day Wednesday tomorrow so we're gonna get after it then How, what was kind of the response like, both yesterday and today it was just like we we were just eager to get in here and, and fix the, the mistakes you know we were just really eager to like get after those little things you know it's like little technique things like uh, being like a little bit out of place where we're supposed to be you know and like uh, just executing on tackling, not tackling high. You know, we're we're a low shoulder tackling team, so just working on that aspect because some of those moments out there we weren't ourselves. Yeah, what I mean, again, did that did that kind of go down to the circumstances of it? I mean, I know again, it's not an excuse, but yeah. it was a kind of a real bizarre situation. Yeah, it was it was different. I mean, just in the moment, it was just like we got to do whatever we can to stop these guys, you know, and just yeah. uh, we had a penalty, and then just it just one thing after another, you know, we weren't executing, and then that. You, you know, you saw the outcome. I kind of noticed in the first, I was just doing a quick breakdown, mm -hmm. that first and second downs, you were able to get them off the, you know, get them into third and long yeah. situations, medium to long, when you guys were having success. But when they started having some of those touchdown runs and, and field goals and things like that, they were having a lot of third yeah. and short type situations. Yeah. What, what was going wrong, do you think, maybe on the early downs? I think it's tackling, 100%. You know, because, like, we – those are runs that we should have stopped. Like, those are runs that typically we're on top of our, our stuff and playing the way we're supposed to be playing. Like, those are runs that are they're dead, you know? Like, it's nothing. But then just, like, the missed tackles was everything, you know? Just yeah. We got to just – we had to be better at tackling. That was number one. How about running – fitting the run and things like yeah. that? Were, were those – were there any issues that came up in terms of gap integrity and things like that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, um, not, not as much as – 
the tackling, but like, yeah, there was a little bit of gap, gap integrity stuff. But th those are things that are all adjustable and workable. It's like little mental mistakes that aren't aren't too hard to fix. Do, do you think this is sometimes a byproduct of having a lot of younger? Because again, you, yeah. you guys only have two returning starters, and you know you're you're uh -huh. rotating a ton of younger guys in there. Yeah. Do you feel like this is something that is kind of a growing pain as you kind of work your way into the season? I mean, honestly, I, I don't. I the, like. The young guys that we have, they're all great players, and they 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 always execute uh, perf perfectly. Usually, you know, and it's like it's just those little things that happen on Saturday where it's like kind of where it's not us, you know. It's like what is this? Isn't like how we play defense right now? Like what's happening? And like the young guys, they're all great. Like all these young guys have a lot of potential and like really high ceilings. They're great players, and they're all they they've been capable of tackling great all year long, you know, in summer, spring, all that. So it was just kind of a moment of like. What's happening right now? You know, this isn't who we are, so I don't know if, yeah, this just comes down to that, the simple things. Again, if you look at it from the other side, though, was there anything that Cal D felt did in hindsight looking at the film that maybe took you guys out of your game a little bit? I don't think so. Okay. No, I think that was all on us. It wasn't wasn't a Cal thing. It was, it was just a us thing. Okay. Yeah. And now, obviously, you're bringing in a, a team that runs a run and shoot, yeah. which I know everyone looks at air raid and some of these spread uh -huh. offenses, but that's a little different. Yeah. But as a, as a, basically, as an end whose job is to go after the quarterback a little bit, you got to be a bit excited. Yeah. I mean, they get the ball out quick, but it just staying relentless is a huge, huge thing about it. You know, we're going to – we're just going to keep fighting, you know, and we're going to get after the quarterback and get in his face a lot. So it's it's exciting for us, you know, a team that passes a lot. We always like to hear that. And uh, it's going to be a little bit like Wazoo probably, so it's exciting. I was going to say, and this guy is also a little bit – he will kind of tuck it yeah. sometimes and uh, scramble a little bit for yards. When you're dealing with that kind of a guy, what are your main keys when you're trying to get upfield? You always just got to have your eyes right. You know, you got to have your eyes on that mesh and just play your – do your job, basically, because if you don't, you could get sh shook and – let up a big play so you just got to have your eyes right and uh just play fast and physical yeah and that's exciting for us i mean i, I like a running quarterback tell tell me a little bit about your rotation Ryan, right now yeah. when you got i mean obviously you and joe are paired up really well uh -huh. but then you've got uh, ariel and, and miles rice behind you guys and then you yeah. got the young boys you got uh leatu you got zion you yeah. got some of these other guys coming up as well tell me a little bit about the rotation well i mean we we always have a steady rotation to keep guys fresh and uh it's like it's exciting because a lot of our young guys are really, really good players and they got a lot of potential. So it's really fun to work with them, you know, and like just watch them get better every day. So with the rotation, it's just, uh, it's nice because yeah, we got guys that can play and it's like, we're not worried or we don't, we all trust each other. We're not like, uh, oh, there's a huge drop off here. Like we're just making stuff happen. Does it feel like you're going back to a couple of years ago when you guys almost had kind of those, I think Coach Choate would call them the hockey shift uh -huh. style rotations? Yeah, I mean, we're like everybody we, is like in and out. Yeah, we've kind of like oh, we've always rotated a ton. Like, I mean, if you're a two, you're you're gonna play a ton in the game. It's like that's just how it's been since I've been here. Okay, yeah, Thanks, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, Packer Malloy. It's gotta be a fun week for you. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's an exciting week. It's an exciting week because of who we play, and really more importantly for for us as a team to improve from week two to week three. There's so much fundamentals that are left on that field that we need to improve on. Uh, our pass rush will obviously be tested this week. Uh, versus a very unorthodox offense, you know, it's it's um, it's like Washington State, you know, in high definition. I don't even know how to explain it. Where, you know, route reading and that type of stuff. So, and then on their protection, I mean, they're really really good in terms of timing of getting the ball out, how they protect, who they protect with. Uh, so, you know, it'd be a challenge in terms of trying to beat two or three guys trying to get to a quarterback with with three, four, or five men rush. But this is going to be unique for you in the sense that. Mm -hmm. You could be spending as much time after the game yeah. 
on the field as you would be like during the game yeah. because of your connections to the islands no being question. there and everything else. No question. Um, yeah. How do you kind of push the sentimentality and the emotions off to the side on a week like this? Well, I think all throughout the week, you know, it's 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 really close to my heart because being from Hawaii, you know, that that team represents our state. So I'm really proud of what they've done in the first two weeks and what Coach Rolovich has done. Coach Rolovich and I were roommates when we worked together at Hawaii. You know, and then now for us to, to play against each other, you know, when, when the game starts, uh, you know, everything is about the purple and gold. You know, I, I have a lot of pride in what we've done here. There's a lot of uh, people, players from Hawaii, that expect us to excel the way we did and we've always done here. So, you know, once the game starts, there's no question about, you know, what side I'm on. I'm on the purple and gold true dog you know, and, and making sure that we come out with the W and everything we do before and after the game all about the Hawaiian spirit uh, the state of Hawaii University of Hawaii and how proud I am of them but noticed uh, just breaking it down a little bit mm -hmm. when you guys were having a lot of success up front it was when you guys were in third and four or less yep. Yep. Um, getting to the quarterback getting some of those exotic yeah. Uh, schemes up front, right. but then in the second half when they were scoring their touchdowns and yep. whatnot, it was a lot of third and ones. Absolutely. And then when you got to the you know red zone, it was third and goals right. and those right. kinds of things. Yeah. What what was breaking down in first and second down? Fundamentals, of? fundamentals. You know, and, and us at times people are trying to do too much instead of their job, getting out of gaps and you know got creased in, in a couple of times or not even executing the technique altogether. Just kind of. Me being a coach, saying you know maybe being out of a gap, maybe doing something that you shouldn't have done, uh, and that's that's to us is to me that's coaching, that's trying to make sure that our players are you know, over and over focusing on one play 75 times as opposed to playing 75 plays, right? And that and that's the hard part. But but to me, that's what University of Washington is about. That's what Husky football is about. It's about details and having the pride of that. Your one play at a time, over and over. You know, and that's. To me, that's what I'm excited about this week. I want to make sure that we've improved from two to three so those scenarios and having those third and short and third and two, those scenarios don't happen again. You know, So great learning experience for us. Unfortunately, it's, it's, a, it's against a Pac-12 opponent, uh, but trust me, the fire is in that room, and, and we'll get it corrected. I was going to say, it, it's one of those things where you know, you're trying to get everything done and mm -hmm. you're trying to do it the right way. But everyone on the outside is obviously trying to find answers, too, on, on what the breakdowns were. Right. When you're playing so many young players and you're mm -hmm. rotating so many, is, is that naturally a byproduct? Is that something you've seen with, with previous teams? Sometimes. Sometimes it can be. You know, some younger guys take more reps to figure out that all I needed to do was just something simple. Uh, and other guys, they're really focused and, and they understand that this is my job. This is all I need for my job. You know, younger guys, you know, they just got to understand that all we want them to do is just their job. No more, no less, and that's actually it gives into the success of our defense. A lot of the, the common theme today from the defensive players and coaches has been tackling. Yeah. What, what? How would you say in regards to the defensive line when it came to tackling? Not that bad. Pretty good, actually. Pretty good. You know, we got to constantly keep tackling. Uh, this week, I mean, they got a running back like 260, so he's a, he's a big boy that's gonna be running down downhill, uh, and then you got a quarterback that's mobile, so you got to chase him around and try to get. You know, gator tackle. So we've got to work on all the fundamentals in terms of tackle. But I think overall, not bad. And, and, your, and your, in terms of your integrity of your pocket and yeah. trying to upfield rush and what have what are the keys when you're playing a run and shoot style? Trying to keep him in the pocket. You know, yeah. trying to find grass between linemen and then trying to keep him in the pocket while he's moving. So, you know, it, it'll be, there'll be a lot of technique trying to be played uh, this Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jimmy Lake. What's up, guys? Hi, how you doing, Michelle? Good. Good to see you. Good to see you. Guys have talked a lot about trying to do too much, getting out of their gap, trying to do stuff other than their job. Is that kind of a theme of what you saw on the tape? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I thought the guys played with unbelievable effort and you know were one driver away from you know winning that game 19 to 17 in a tough hard fought game it always comes back to the details uh, we're never going to play a perfect game for sure those two drives where i think uh, collectively we could have tackled better um, but you know little mistakes like that are always going to happen we're never going to play a perfect game uh, definitely wish uh, you know we could have finished and it would have been in a an impressive close 19 to 17 victory but uh, obviously that didn't happen cal executed better than we did Jimmy, what, what should Kyler have done differently on that P.I. call to avoid that after you see the tape? Yeah, you know, it was, um, you know, it was a close call, and we can't, uh, we can't complain about calls. You know, the refs have their job, and, and uh, you know, they do, it, they, do it, they do it very well, and, you know, some of those things are subjective, mm-hmm. and we just got to play with cleaner technique. Was there any conversation from the sideline at all after they got to the four about letting those guys score? Yeah, not from my end at all. You know, we were, uh, you know, they ran the football there. We're trying to punch the ball out, and then they tried to run it again two plays later, and he actually took his hand off the ball, and we had a chance to knock it out again. If we get the ball out there, the, the game's over right then and there, as opposed to, you know, letting them score and then and then having to go down and, and score a touchdown. But, um, you know, for our, from our end, we were trying to do everything we can to make sure we kept yeah. them out of the end zone. Could you ever justify letting a team score on purpose? Have you ever <laughs> done that in your in your career? As a coach? I have not. No, I've seen it done uh, in the NFL before, uh, but yeah, no, that, that's a that's a that's a tough situation, and yeah. it's um, it's one of those situational football things that rarely comes up, mm-hmm. and it's definitely something that uh, you know people can utilize. But it is that is a, a hard thing to do to kind of just yeah. let a team score on you like that because uh, everything in your blood, um, you know, you want you want to make sure they stay out of the end zone. How surprised were you at the run defense in the second half? Yeah, the opening, uh, the third quarter, you know, that was, uh, it was really two drives, which is, you know, it was just disappointing. We didn't tackle very well, but also, you know, the running backs ran hard and their offensive line uh, blocked blocked well. You got to give them credit. They're a good football team. Uh, they ran the ball well the week before. They ran the ball well against us. Uh, there was a whole bunch of drives where we did tackle well and we did a whole bunch of good things, uh, but unfortunately two drives we did not play up to our standard. Do you even allow yourself to even remotely reference the delay to explain no. what happened Saturday? No, because I think Cal had the delay too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> no, that's no excuse whatsoever. Once the game got rolling, is it was like we're it was like it was seven thirty kickoff. There's, I mean, if anything, the guys got a big break and got to hydrate. I mean, that's that's no excuse whatsoever. What did you see on the their last completion that got them down to the to the three yard line? Yeah, it was a broken route. Uh, they actually uh, ran the wrong route, and two guys ran into each other. Our guys missed the tackle, and uh, they executed, and we didn't. You're on the sidelines. What did you see different in film that maybe you didn't see down on the sidelines? From? On the defense, for especially in the second half. Well, I mean, I saw a lot. Obviously, when you get to see slow down and, and replay every single play, um, saw a lot of tight coverage, a lot of uh, you know good, uh, excellent tackling. 
thought we had a bunch of tackle for losses, three sacks, and then there was a couple drives where we could have tackled a lot better and definitely uh, execute better on that last drive, and uh, we'd be talking about a hard-fought 1917 win, but that's not the case. I know the one thing you're going to hate to talk about is youth. How much is inexperience and youth on this defense a factor of what's going on? Yeah, we've always had. I mean, there's always been youth on our defense. Every single year we've been here, whether it was Taylor Rapp starting as a true freshman, I mean, uh, Byron Murphy starting as a redshirt freshman. I mean, that's we have youth all the time. Uh, now, you know, across we have two seniors, senior linebackers. We have uh, three, excuse me, a senior DB and two junior DBs. So youth is never going to be an excuse. We have enough mixture of old guys and young guys uh, that we can still play excellent defense. With, with guys like Kyler and Cam, when they are young and they are starting their first games, what do you do in terms of just keeping their confidence up when there's some penalties and some plays hit like, like that? Yeah, you just uh, you stick with the process. I think there was a big step from game one to game two for both those guys, those two young guys that you mentioned. There was a lot better uh, man technique, uh, making their calls, making their checks. So there was a big, there was a big growth there. Uh, but at the same time, there's things to clean up because they are young guys, and this is only their you know second full, second game playing a, a, as a game as a starter. And so hopefully, you know, our whole deal is a constant state of improvement, and we're hoping to take another step this week. When you face on Saturday, and you hear a lot about their run and gun offense, what's the difference between run and gun, and then the air raid you hear a lot of? Yeah, excellent question. This offense is completely unique. We have not seen it since we've been here. Uh, This is the old school run and shoot offense. Houston Oilers, Warren Moon, back in the day. This is an explosive offense. They played two Pac-12 teams and scored a bunch of points. Quarterback's got a big arm. They got receivers that come off the line fast. And this is a completely different animal that we have not faced, and it is going to be an extreme challenge for our defense. So in run and shoot, do you have to, to deal with that, especially a young group of players of something that they've never seen before? Yes, and so the challenge that these guys present is they also run the football. And so if you think you're just going to drop everybody and take away all their deep shots, then they're going to run the ball, and they've ran the ball very, very well those first two games. And so this is a completely different uh, scheme that we're we're seeing this week. It obviously works, uh, 2-0 against the Pac-12 right now, and um, we have a, a difficult task at hand. When receivers make the reads in this run and shoot, how does that change principles for your DBs? Yeah, no, another great question. So they, uh, they route adjust. They will uh, basically play opposite of what, of what you're doing. You know, you're playing on the inside, they're going to break outside. You're playing, it's not uh, just a design route, and they have to run the route right into the coverage. Uh, you play deep, they're going to go short. You play short, they're going deep. And so it's, uh, it, it's going to be a uh, kind of a back and forth of uh, us disguising things and trying to trick them a little bit. And at the same time, we got to make plays and they got to try to make plays. And um, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Was tackling an issue for your team or did the other guys just make better plays for Cal? Yeah, I think both. I, I think you got to give those guys a lot of credit. I mean, they came in here in a tough environment and, and, and they executed. Uh, we definitely had more missed tackles in two drives than we've had, um, you know, in, in the first game especially. Uh, and then you look at all the other drives, but that's how it is on defense. You can play really, really good for a lot of a lot of drives, make them punt the ball, and then all of a sudden you're not on top of it for that one drive. It turns into seven points, and that's what happened on two of the drives. And that's where we got to make sure we clean up Coach those issues. Coach Peterson said it might have been a try too hard on some occasions. Uh, does that happen in football when one guy? misses an assignment or does his job somebody tries to make up for it yes I mean it all comes back to doing you know doing your job uh, I think our guys play 
we don't have an issue with effort. The guys are playing really hard. And, you know, there's maybe a couple instances where guys were going way too fast uh, and uh, trying to go blow up a play. And now that springs a leak. And now everyone else has got to clean up that mess. Um, and that, those are the things that uh, we got to make sure we clean up. Did that mostly show up on the runs they were able to, to cut back to the outside that were, they were maybe going inside for some big gains? Or? Correct, yeah. A couple of those, those uh, you know, I can't remember the quarter now. I'm on, completely on to Hawaii, but... Um, yeah, there's a, cu- a couple of those runs that you mentioned that uh, broke open that uh, that normally don't happen. Are those the, the kind of things that, I mean, if you're going to make mistakes, and you feel like maybe those are easier to address and, and clean up than, than some other things? In terms of uh, fitting the run? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're constantly always working on that. Um, but, yeah, we always, we always talk about keeping the ball in the shoot. And so those things um, we're always working on, and we always want to keep that run bottled up as... As, as much as we can, and we're always working on it every single day. Jimmy, you've talked before about guys like Sydney and Buddha would be in your office even after games watching mm-hmm. film. How long was it until these young guys were in your office trying to break down what happened against Cal? Oh, very quick. I mean, those guys are in there. I mean, but they, but even before that, even in preparation for Cal, mm-hmm. which I'm very proud of. I mean, uh, you know, obviously we we lost, or everybody's upset. We took away a lot of things too that those guys were dialed in on. Uh, up in the office from Monday through you know Friday afternoon, uh, things that we knew they were going to do to us that we took away, yeah. um, that gave them a lot of issues. And so again, you know, we're all down and out right now, and this and that and the other. We're one drive away from wow, mm-hmm. what a great job by your guys, 1917. You, you guys won the game, <laughs> but now we, uh, you know, we lost a two-minute drill at the very end and kicked a field goal, and we lost yeah. by one, and now we're all heartbroken. You've been a fan before. You think fans take losses harder than maybe you guys do sometimes? I, um, I mean, I'll say that I know fans take it hard, which they should. Um, I do know this, when we're here 24-7 pouring our heart and soul into this thing, it is a, definitely a kick to the gut and a punch to the face when we lose tight games like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing we can be proud of is the guys played hard. Of course, we, we wish we would have came out on top. Um, but Cal's a quality team, got a lot of respect for their coaches and players, and they executed more than we did, and, and they won the game. You mentioned Hawaii's offense being so unique that you've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. How do you duplicate that in practice? It's tough. It's very <laughs> tough. It's very tough, and we got to make it very difficult on our guys. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to uh, simulate what we, what th- we think they are going to do against the coverages that we're going to throw at them and the blitzes that we're going to throw at them. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to make it very hard uh, for our defense throughout the course of the week. We're not going to not going to make it so it's like it's easy and we're picking the ball up every single time because we know it's not going to be that way. Uh, but our scout team today did a great job of simulating what they're doing. Um, but nothing's ever going to be like the real thing. How would you characterize the attitude of the guys? How they bounced back since Saturday? Yeah, excited to practice. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to get that taste out of their mouth and uh, they want to get ready and prepared to, to for this next game. Yeah, appreciate this, man. Thanks. What time did you make it home after the game? Yeah, I don't even remember. It was late. I don't even. I don't know. All I was thinking about was every single play of that game. So I don't. I don't remember the time I, I came home. What's your attitude in the locker room like? Just the last couple of days, especially after the loss. Yeah, excited to get out there and practice. I mean, that's the best thing. Uh, you know, win or lose or draw, it's here we go. We no matter what happens, we're going to have a game again. And so um, I think the guys were excited to get out here and get the juices flowing and get get the game plan ready to go for Hawaii. Elijah Molden having two really good nickels in a, who have experience playing there in a defense together? Um, shoot, I think um, I mean, for the most part our goal is just to make plays. 
and um, we, I think we've, we've both been tackling well, but we need to start, you know, having, having more interceptions and PBUs. And then, uh, I mean, not, not just me and him, but really our whole defense. So, How do you think you're different from him, like, style-wise at nickel, though? Like, do you have different strengths or what? Um, really, like, I mean, back when I was a freshman, I, I really, like, modeled my game after him. So there's a lot of similarities. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's easy for you guys to see. Um, I mean, I'm a little bigger. Um, he's super quick, and I think we kind of move the same way whenever in terms of, like, out in space, uh, you know, handling the flat routes and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was saying when you first came in, he could really tell guys that maybe grew up with football a little bit more, and obviously your dad, mm -hmm. they just walk in with a little bit more know-how into that locker room. How do you think that helped you out personally? Um, I mean, football's kind of always been a part of my life, and it's... I think it's like it's a pillar in, in how I go about my ways and, and stuff like that. And uh, uh, as soon as I stepped foot in the locker room, I, I knew what my goal was. And then um, I mean, now it's all about being a leader and, and uh, bringing other guys with me. How, to the interceptions that you you guys want to create, what's that going? How are you going to be able to do that as a defense? What do you guys need to do? Is that communication? What's that going to take? Um, I mean that's something really like you can't really force it. You know, we can do a lot of drills. And, I mean, we should have won for sure, the, the miss-off that we had the first game. Um, I mean, other than just not dropping the ball, I'd probably just say, like, and being hungry, you know, hunting a little bit more. And then Hawaii, the run-and-shoot offense, the way their receivers off, you know, I mean, they, they kind of read off the DB, and how yeah. tough is it to play that kind of uh, offense and receivers? I think it's a good challenge, and when I was watching film, I got really excited because they throw the ball so much, more than I thought they did. So, um, I mean, that's a tremendous challenge for, for the secondary and, and uh, the defense in particular, and we'll have some opportunities. We just have to, you know, make plays like we talked about. During the season, do you talk to your dad at all about, like, maybe he played against a run and shoot? Does he give you any advice during the season? Um, shoot, I mean, I talked to, I talked to him yesterday. Uh, he knew Hawaii through a lot, but he didn't. I mean, he likes to go down memory lane every once in a while, but no, nah, I mean, I'll have to probably call him in a couple of days, and we'll see. Running shoot kind of started at Portland State. Yeah. yeah they had some guys there that ran at Neil Lomax. Anyway, uh, when a receiver has the ability just to break off his route and kind of play cat and mouse with you, do you have to rely on your principles then more? Yeah. Um, I think when that stuff happens, it's kind of, I mean, we have to, like, plash it to the receiver. And the rules kind of change a little bit, so... Um, you may feel like you're locking them up, and then something like that will happen, and you gotta you just got to be an athlete. Did you have a chance to talk to Kyler after the game about the pass interference call? Uh, no. Um, I mean, that's something we all watch as a defense, and we learn from it. And uh, really, like, I mean, congratulations to Cal. They played a, a heck of a game, and, um, I mean, now I haven't thought about him since. I asked, I asked Miles about this, but, you know, there's Stanford's going to run the ball, and you know Hawaii's going to throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, how's your mindset different? I mean, do you get amped up more like this because you know you're going to get a lot of opportunities? Yeah, I mean, this is this is a game similar to Washington State, and, uh, I mean, we already know that's always a fun game, so. Not to get personal, what was the discussion with your dad about what you all talk about? When you talk, yeah, you know. When we talk about uh, just in general, stuff like that? Yeah, um, yeah, just in general, yeah. I mean, he always says he needs an interception. I haven't had one my whole career. Um, other than that, he, he just encourages me and uh, makes sure, make sure my, uh, my head's on straight. Um, yeah. How important is that, that grounding after, you know, Cal on this side, Hawaii on, on that side, just to be able to be grounded and move forward and, you know, for the next game? Uh, very important. I mean, it's, it's super early in the season.
and we can't let you know we can't let a loss this early knock us off our you know what we're used to in the locker room. So um, I think we can really we can turn this into a great positive for us. Have yeah. Has your dad been around the uh, I mean, he came around the second I committed. It was it was never hard for him to switch. I mean, I'm a son. I'd hope so. So yeah. I was curious what what you saw in Cal's last completion. Coach Lake said it was kind of a, a broken route that they they hit on there. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was a broken route. I think. I think one of one of the receivers ran the wrong route, so they kind of ran into each other. One of those things where I thought he was throwing at my guy, Keith thought he was throwing at his guy, and then uh, ended up working out for them. Yeah. You said, you know, how excited you are about facing Hawaii. I don't know if a lot of people would be, would be expecting you to say that, considering they're throwing for four or 500 yards yeah. in the game. But how much does a challenge like that kind of peak the excitement levels of a, of a corner or a DB, someone in your position? I think I just think the competition rises. And, um, I mean, when we have someone who throws for that much, come into our house like we want we want to defend this turf uh, i mean previously the last week we, have, we haven't lost here in years so um i mean now we want we want to set the tone over again and, and start fresh and get a couple uh turnovers miles bryant pretty much they're just able to move the ball and whether that be running or passing just short short little gains and then just converting on third downs has kind of helped them the past couple of years and this early in the season what have you guys learned about yourself as a team uh, i think we just we just understand now that we have to be a team that kind of has to just do our job. Just whatever your job is, whatever your responsibility is, just stick to that. Don't do anything more. Don't do anything less. And then, I mean, the coaches put out a good game plan for us. As long as we execute it, then it should lead us to where we need to go. You had a quarterback out on the field at Cal that seemed to be talking a lot. Mm -hmm. How often does that happen? Uh, not too often, but I feel like that makes it pretty fun because it – it kind of like boosts his confidence, and then it, it might make him uh, make some throws to where he thinks he can fit it in or something. Does that make that? You said that you know it might impact. Does uh, how much does that make it worse losing when the quarterback is talking to you guys like that? I think it makes it worse regardless of who's talking, whether it be quarterback, a coach, or a fan. I mean, losing at the end of the day is not fun, so. I feel like it has the same impact the, across the board. What was practice like today? Oh, practice was good. I mean, we came out good energy and edge. Uh, we're in a, we got a head start on Hawaii on Sunday. So now we're just in that game plan. We're forgetting about what happened this past week, but still learning from those mistakes and then just trying to, just trying to get ready for Hawaii. How, how hard is it to not look back and to look forward and not have that just eat at you? I mean, it's hard because losing is not fun and – especially this early in the season. But the good thing about it is it's early in the season, so we still have 10 guaranteed games left. So um, I think it's just, it's just important for it, us to come out each day and kind of just maximize our potential each and every day. And then there's still a lot of football left to be played. When looking at game film at that Cal game, what's the one thing in film that you saw that just made you insane, a little bit crazy, just make you shake your head? Uh, I think just us having to do our job. I feel like uh, a lot of guys were just out of position and they were maybe trying to do more than, than we needed. And then also just our tackling across the board. I feel like every position from defensive backs to linebackers to D-line, we all could have made tackles. And I feel like that's something that, that we kind of emphasize as a defense. Like that's our philosophy is being sure tacklers. So I feel like that's something that 
we, we need to improve on, and we started that uh, today. So I'm excited how, to see how we do against Hawaii. They're going to throw the ball a lot. I mean, is it a different mindset for you? It's like Stanford's going to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. You know that they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Yeah. I mean, do you look more forward to a game? Oh, yeah, yes. always. I mean, I, I feel like that's a that's a DB's paradise, a team that's going to throw the ball and a team that's going to take shots downfield because now you're going to get opportunities to go out there and make a play. So, I mean, it's all, it's all fun for the DBs when it comes to that. One more quick one. Zero turnovers on the defense so far right now in two games. Right what needs to happen I think guys just need to keep just just keep doing their job and then just keep just keep uh just keeping awareness for the ball I feel like a lot of times um we might be we might put ourselves out of position in order to make a play and then that might end up uh biting us on the like on on the back end so I feel like we just need to we just need to keep our head down keep grinding and I feel like the turnovers will come